Bring you some new content, and uh, if you saw the last episode, you realized it was not me in here. I was out sick, and so the first one I've missed, and I hated it, hated not, not being on the podcast, but anyway, we're back, and um, so anyway, we're going to be really excited about today's topic, something I've been really thinking about over the last three or four months. Um, I don't know, I get real reflective this time of the year. Um, cause you know, things kind of relax and slow down a little bit. And then you're always, you know, looking toward the new year, 2021 coming up real soon and be here before you know it. And just for it, like everybody, I mean, 2020 has been just, uh, I mean, it's this, I don't know how to even explain 2020. It's been the most bizarre, crazy year. I was talking to your dad yesterday and, um, went down and the kids took the kids down there for a little bit and they were, uh, playing some kind of game that he had pulled out of the closet where he was shooting aliens on the thing. And that's what I told him. I said, if aliens showed up tomorrow, it would not shock me. No. I said, with this year, 2020, with this nutso election, with the coronavirus, COVID, everything seems like it's heating back up again. It's just getting more and more stupid. And, you know, 2021 is going to be what it is. We're going to face it. If, if we're still dealing with all this crazy stuff, we just deal with it. We move on. But, uh... Either way, I start really thinking about 2021 or every time this year, I start thinking about the next year. I start thinking about my goals, where I'm at, kind of reflect on what this year has been and, and you know, what we'd like to see or what I'd like to see for myself personally is where I start before I even look at a company or look at, you know, growing businesses or, or you know, hiring agents and the different things that we do. I always get real, you know, I always take a real good close look at myself and just see, okay, well, what about your goals, things you said you were going to do in 2020? And I know a lot of people I've talked to, they've used things like COVID and shutdowns and, you know, the mask rules and, you know, even the election. People have used those things as excuses to either go backwards or stay put and not to advance forward. You know, we were even with a guy the other day, CEO of a major insurance company, said we're not going to let this thing slow us down anymore. We're going to just go like 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 we normally would. We set some goals. We got to meet them. And that's kind of the mentality you got to have. But a lot of people, they've kind of used 2020 as a crunch. And instead of getting better in 2020, a lot of people's gotten worse. And I found myself kind of falling into those, you know, back in – um, June and July when everything was really tight with coronavirus and everything you see, I kind of got to feeling sorry for myself a little bit and I kind of, you know, slacked off on some of the things I was doing. But you got to snap out of it and you got to do what you got to do because you can you, you can get better, you can get self-reflective in times like this and you can kind of see what you need to change about yourself and what you need to do different. So I'm excited about 2021 I've decided, purposed in my heart, it's going to be a better year for me. It's going to be a better year for my family. It's going to be a better year for production and business. We're going to just do whatever needs to be done to get it. But that's kind of what I want to talk about today. You know, the um, phrase I've heard a lot this month, just because we've had a lot of business meetings and um, looking at programs and different things, is, you know, what does it take to build an empire? And, um, you know, that's kind of, 
futuristic goals, something we'd all like to do, you know, especially entrepreneurs and business people that listen to this uh, program. You know, we've all got that end result, that end game. We want to get to a place where this thing's big. Whatever business you're in, whether it's real estate or the car business or insurance like us or financial services, you know, whatever you're doing, nobody starts a business or starts a career like that to stay small or at least you shouldn't you should always want to get better and bigger and 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 duplicate and replicate yourself but what does it take to actually build something that would be considered an empire something and when I say build an empire I'm I'm actually talking about building some generational wealth something that you can pass on to children something that you can pass on to your children's children and uh, I remember back in the 90s I was a huge Garth Brooks fan, and uh, I remember when he set the record. I don't remember if it was 90s or 2000s, but he basically set every record you could set in record sales, concert attendance. I mean, he was pretty much surpassed Elvis, surpassed the Beatles, surpassed everybody. And I remember watching an interview with him, and he made the statement, I've got more money than my grandkids will ever be able to spend. And I, and this is somebody that at the time, I, you know, I was just trying to pay my bills, you know. and um, But it stuck with me, and I, still, I can still remember where I was at when I heard him say that, when I saw the, the interview he was in when he did that. And it still is something that stuck with me. Because, I mean, I grew up in a family. I love my parents. I love my dad. I love my grandfather. But, you know, my grandfather didn't have any kind of generational wealth to lead to my dad. My dad, you know, really didn't have a, a whole lot, which he's still alive. But, I mean, it's, it's not something that he's going to, you know, that's going to affect me financially and affect my kids and affect their kids. So, you know, it's up to a lot of us that's listening to to establish that, you know, to build something that could be considered an empire that could last generational to generation um, to to your kids and your kids' kids, you know. But w- where does that start and how do we get there? And so I wrote down just a few things um, that that I've looked at in my life. And, and if this is my roadmap, and it is, this is my roadmap to get me there, and um, and where I want to be, and so you know, I just want to talk about that, you know, some. But I mean, and I know you probably got stories like that with Garth Brooks, just where you've seen people, you know, and you know, throughout your history, and you say, you know, they do things different, and and, and you've wanted to research that and to look at that, you know, right? Well. I'm gonna let you just keep rolling on. You on you on a good roll. I just pause to drink some coffee. So go ahead. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to break the flow here. Well, and and here's the thing. You know, with that, and because you know, I'm I'm big on setting goals, and I'll beat myself up, man. Especially around November or whenever. You know, I look at where I'm at. I'm not ever gonna make excuses. I'm not ever gonna blame the economy. Of course, the economy affects things. Of course, we've all been affected by coronavirus. Of course, we've all been affected by government shutdowns. And you know, there's, you know, hopefully not another one coming. But if it does, it does. We we have to survive. When you're in business, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to adapt. You have to you have to pivot. You have to do whatever you got to do to survive. Because failure's not an option. Because at this point in my life and your life. You know, for us to fail means other people are going to fail. And and there's a lot of people depending on the entrepreneur, and that's kind of the weight that the entrepreneur has. But if when I look at building an empire and what it's going to take, because when I have a year like 2020 and we set big goals and we've done some big things in 2020, 2020 has been 
for us and what we've done at Agents Resource Group, it's been a huge transformational year for us. That's kind of where I feel we just—it's really been a transformational year where we've shifted. We've done—we're starting to do a lot of things different. We've made a lot of transitions, um, and so when you have a transitional year. And when I say for us, I think the entire nation, I think the entire United States, businesses after businesses after businesses, it's been a transitional year for them. Because if you don't learn how to transition in years like this, you may not make it through. Uh, I mean, you think about the companies that have went from small companies to huge companies. Because we always want to talk about how restaurants have closed down. And man, the food services industry is taking a really taking a beating through all of this. But then you also got to look at companies like Zoom. I mean, Zoom has skyrocketed. Look at companies like Amazon. You know, they've been able to take a bad situation and actually capitalize on it. So how do we take a situation like 2020 and capitalize on it? You know, maybe it's not good for our industry. Maybe this whole deal was not like Zoom where people's having to use our products, but we can still capitalize on it by looking inward and reflecting on our lives, ourselves, our businesses, the way we do things, and figure out, okay, what are we going to do that's going to transition us into another year where we're going to take 2020 and we're going to actually let that be a springboard for us, a pivotal year. It's going to be a year where we maybe we start doing some things a little different and we figure out no matter what comes in 2021, whether the aliens show up, like we said earlier, or whether um, we have another government shutdown, because if they ever tell you they're going to just shut it down for three weeks, it's going to be six weeks. It may be nine weeks. It may be 12 weeks. But once they shut it down, they ain't worried about opening it back up. So I'm hoping it don't happen not one day. But if it does, we're going to survive. We're going to pivot. We're going to do what we got to do. And already looking at some things with, you know, phone sales and different things that we're doing, in our business, so that if that happens, we'll be fine and we'll do what we got to do. Because when change comes, change has to come. And it has to be in. So when I talk about building an empire, and a lot of people, and I'll get to these notes in a minute, but a lot of people say, John, how can you talk about building an empire in one of the hardest years for most businesses in America? How do you even think about that? Because that's what gets me through the day. That's what gets me through the lean times. That gets me through the hard times. That gets me through, you know, kind of like Joseph in the Bible, you know, when he's working in, um, you know, when he's in prison, you know, he's having dreams and visions and different things like that. You got to continue to dream. You got to continue to think bigger. And actually, whenever things seem to be retracting, you have to plan for expansion. And that's kind of how I've always got through life and how I've always got good, you know, that's the things that's always, you know, really got me through. And um, I remember back when I was, you know, in my early 20s, and all I could do, it was all I could do to pay my car note. I'd go and test drive a sports car that I couldn't afford just to get that in my head and just to put that vision in front of me. And, you know, I've just always been like that. Well, so, that's, what, that's what leaders do. And so, I mean, difficulty always reveals who's worthy of the success that they want. So the difficulty you go through is it was like the analogy, and I may have mentioned this on the sh- on the show before, but you know, difficult times is going to always reveal the self integrity and the character of an individual, and it's like taking that old, you know, what we've talked about the analogy, taking an old truck down a hard dirt road. A lot of times, you don't if the road's smooth, you don't realize you might have a bunch of bolts loose and some things that need tending to, but you go through a rough time, you go through a rough road, you go through a difficult season. 
and you might hear some stuff rattling that you didn't know was loose to begin with. And what I'm talking about there is your own life, your own personal development. Because, right. and I know that's what you're going to talk about in a minute here. But that, you know, if you're going to build an empire, you got to build yourself first, and it's going to start with you. And, you know, you during the difficult times, being positive in a negative situation is not naive. It's leadership, and that's what leaders do. You know, I talked about I, I think on this show before, but I mean I've. I went through I went through difficult seasons where things tightened up financially, and I would go on purpose and spend money and buy something that maybe yeah it was something that I wanted, but common knowledge would say, well, it's probably not the right time for you to go spend, you know, twenty thousand dollars on a watch you've been wanting or something. But I would do that just to punch the circumstance in the face and to put myself in a position where no, you're not going to slack off, you're not going to back off, you're not going to change the direction of your life, you're not going to cower back. Because that's, that's what a lot of people do. When times get tough and they get difficult, then they go to cutting and they go to drawing back. And they get – because the world – I mean, it's designed in such a way that when difficult times come, if you allow the circumstance to, it'll pull your attention directly down to that. That's right. And, you know, the head gets padded and the butt gets kicked. If you're bending over – drawing in so close with this close, you know, drawing your entire vision down on the circumstances. Oh, my God, who's the pre- – my guy didn't get it. Who's the president going to be? Listen, we've all got our personal political opinions and what we think's best for the country and what we don't. But who's in the White House don't have near as much control over your life, if any, as who's in your house. So you better worry about yourself and start with yourself because I, I personally have prospered through – Democratic presidents through Republican presidents, and I've also suffered some during Republican presidencies or Democratic presidencies. But you know what? When I look back at those circumstances, whether I suffered or whether I prospered, whether I abounded or whether I was drawing back, the common denominator every time wasn't what was going on around me. It was what was going on inside of me because wherever you go, there you are. And why are you looking among the branches for what can only be found in the roots? And so the root matters, the things that you are not doing in your life, your personal mental state, all that is what determines, you know, if you're even going to have a foundation to build an empire from. So during the difficult times when it looks crazy to people, you know, Noah looked crazy building an ark to a lot of people because the people didn't see not a storm cloud in the sky. They didn't see nothing coming. Well, so, it had never rained. Correct. Never had rain. That, that's right. You're right. So, I mean, you, you're going to look crazy to a lot of people. Us sitting here in a year like 2020, making mega moves, expanding our business, transitioning, uh, shaking off a lot of fat, to be quite honest with you, and getting rid of a lot of people that just ain't cut out to make the journey with you. But, see, they can't see your destination. So, I mean, you need this, like I've said before, don't quit letting blind people proofread your vision. I mean, in life, when, you, when you've got a vision and you see where you're going and you know you've been privy to information and you know things that are coming, maybe in your industry or in the world or in your life, you're going to look crazy to a lot of people when you start making moves to prepare ahead of time to be able to prosper in the season that's coming. But they don't see the season that's coming. They don't want to listen to you about the season that's coming. Because they never experienced what you've experienced. They don't know what you know. They don't have that information. So you're going to look crazy, and you're going to have to be willing. 
to be called a fool, to be called crazy, you know. But a true leader will make moves to help motivate themselves in them times. Not only am I saying don't bend over and focus down, oh, God, coronavirus, let's focus on coronavirus. Oh, God, let's focus on my, my guy didn't win the White House. If you, if you let all that stuff draw your eyesight and your attention down to those menial things that ultimately don't affect your life as opposed to stretching your back out, standing up, looking on the horizon and moving towards your vision, even when you look crazy, the world's going to kick your butt every time. So you got to stand up. you got to be willing to look crazy. And during the lean times, during difficult times, during times of chaos, during times of transition, you have to continue to keep your eyes on the prize and what you're moving towards. And and so, I mean, I, I couldn't have said any of that better. And and that's the thing. So when when we look at building an empire, and you, when you hear that statement, you know, I know there's like some television shows and everything's called empire. Empire is something we think real, real big. But it's like everything in life. You kind of have to back into it, and you kind of have to put the vision. Okay, well, here's where I want to be, but where do I start? Where am I at now? And and where am I starting? And the first step. In my opinion, to building an empire, and I and I broke this down into three steps. The first one is to build the professional, build yourself, build me. No matter what business or, or area or field that you're in, no matter, I don't care if you're selling Xerox copiers, I don't care it, what you're doing, you got to work on you. You got to build yourself. Because just like you said, I mean, it, it, wherever you are, that's where you are. And so how do I build myself? How do I build? What, what does that mean? It means build your character, establish your integrity. This is where we learn to set goals. This is where we at the beginning. And this, this has nothing to do with age. This doesn't mean if you're 18 or 80, you got to build yourself. You got to build the professional. And what do I mean by a professional, you got to get to a point in whatever field you're in, whatever you're doing, where you become a professional, where you become an expert, where you become a pro. You know, there's certain people that can do something their entire life. You can go down to back when bars and, and taverns and, and little nightclubs were open or, you know, some of them are still open. You can go down and you can listen to musicians play music that's been playing all of their life, 30, 40, 50 years, but they're still amateurs. They still can't make a living doing it, and, and they could be good. And you can find professionals in their 20s. There's a difference. They, they, they've, they've put the hours in. They've learned the licks. They've played them over and over and over. They've taken their craft, and they've scaled it. They've gotten skilled at it. They've done the things that they need to do to become pros at it. You know, you can be an 18-year-old pro guitar player. You can be an 80-year-old amateur guitar player. You've done it all your life. Age and time does not make you a professional. When I say time, age and years in something does not make you a professional. But if you want to be a professional salesperson or if you want to be a professional teacher, whatever you want to do, you got to do the things that you need to do to skill up, to learn, to, to, to establish yourself and decide. Because if you, if you never get past this point, forget the empire, forget building an empire or building a business or building anything. If you don't build yourself and get yourself to that professional level where everything you do is dripping with professionalism, when you walk into the room, you look professional. When you open up your mouth, you sound professional. When you're meeting with a client, you're, you're a professional. It's known. It's seen. And not just those things that are visual, not just those things that you hear, but in building that person or building 
building that professional, that's where you build your character. That's where you establish the things you your core beliefs. That's where you establish honesty and integrity and and trust and and worth and all of this. At this point in the game is where you learn to set goals for yourself. You know, we work with sales professionals. We work with men and women that sell for a living. That that are their entire uh, pay is based on commission. One of the first things we teach them is set goals. If you say you're going to do something, do it. We were going to have a podcast with another agent today and do the thing, and he sent you a text last night. And said I got to work. I ain't hit my numbers for the week. I admire that because when you set a goal. And you learn to not let anything come between you and that goal, and you don't quit until you hit that goal. You're establishing character. You're establishing self-integrity, something we've talked about on this show. You're making promises to yourself that you keep. And in that level of the game, that's where the empire begins, when it's just you and just your craft, just you, a solopreneur. Uh, maybe you have a team. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're getting up every morning, and you're going door-to-door selling whatever at that point is when the empire starts way back then building that and establishing that learning how to set goals and work and meet those goals learning how to treat people you know how you treat people when you're small is going to determine i mean you've got to learn to treat people respect when you're down at the bottom because you never know who you're going to pass on the way to the top again that could you know could get there before you but all of these things and learning and 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 honing that in and learning just to build yourself a lot of people they get focused on i'm gonna build this vast empire and i'm gonna build establish all of this generational wealth and they don't ever even start with their own self their own self-worth their own self-image their own self-improvement that quote, your gifting can take you where your character won't sustain you. And we've seen that over and over again. If you don't do the foundational thing, you don't work on yourself first. And and a lot of that growth working on yourself comes when it doesn't feel right, when it doesn't feel good, when it does, it's not an apropos time. It's real easy when I, when the numbers is great and things is all going your way and, and quote-unquote business is booming and you're walking around, you know, pounding your chest and feeling like an 800-pound gorilla, it's easy to work on, you know, personal development, to be reading, to be studying, to be listening to podcasts that build you up. But human nature is, is when you go through a difficult time, what do you want to do? You know, you want to play sad music. You want right. to feel sorry for yourself. You want to sit in a corner. You want to, you know – get a cold beer and tear in your beer and just, you know, waller in it, uh, to use a South Georgia expression. And I mean, you just, you got two choices. I mean, you can, you can lay down, give up, let things get worse than what they are currently, or you can fight like hell, get up and fight through it and know that if it will be, it's up to me. And you may not be able to count on other people all the time, but you should be able to count on yourself. And if you'll, if you'll have enough self-integrity, but see, a lot of people don't even count on their self because they've never, they don't keep the promises they make to their self. If they say they're going to go to the gym and start a new program five days a week and lose 30 pounds, what, what do they do a lot of times? Human nature is they go two or three times, they get sore, they get tired, they start making excuses, you know, and a lot of people end up going down wrong paths in life because of just small little decisions, small things that they could have done different. You know, I was listening to a guy that's a trainer, a big national trainer. He's had a television show 
Uh, matter of fact, I forget his name. He's the guy that had the big fat loser um, TV show. Uh, if I don't know if any, if, you know, if John, I don't know if you remember that guy's name. Yeah, or I don't not, remember. But, I don't know his name. But you know, he, they done a series of interviews for any for anybody that ever was on the right path with their health and their fitness, and had lost all this weight and was doing great. I'm talking lost. You know, on that show, you lose a hundred plus pounds, and really getting their life back in control. And there was one story that's always stood out to me, but this one guy, he ended up gaining back to like 600 pounds. Mm. And it inspired the people on the, the hosts of the show and some psychologists to go back and meet with those people and kind of do a study as to what happened. Well, in every case, it was because after they made a commitment, even after they made all that progress, they would make one decision. So for this one individual, there was one day – he he wanted you know some fizz, wanted a coke. Goes to the Jiffy stores, pumping gas. Goes inside, and he when they really he thought about it and tracked it all the way back, where he would have normally got a diet coke when he had to have one. That day they didn't have none in the machine, and so he made a personal compromise. And he said, "Well, you know, I swore I'd never drink this again," but he just moved the cup right over and got real coke. And that one decision made it easier the next time and made it easier the next time for him to lose his self-integrity to not keep the promises he made to himself. And next thing you know, he's 600 pounds again. And that's why we got to be careful because it's the small foxes that spoil the vine. It's the things that, we're, that we do or don't do every day that we may not even think about, the decisions we may not think, well, it's not that big a deal. And then we end up drifting and drifting you know, down this path and then to trying to figure out how in the world we got there. Well, and, and I think, you know, in, in that story, the key thing with that is this guy that was so overweight, he made a change in his life. To lose the weight to begin with, he had to change some things in his life. And I think the biggest thing where we fall short, I fall short, people just in general fall short, is when we're kids, I mean, I look at my son. I, I went to a school program with my daughter this morning. She did a little, you know, dressed up like a turkey or whatever it was just just cute and just love it but i look at her on the stage and i remember last year and i and then you can go on your phone and it'll show memories of of you know things you posted or pictures you took this time last year and i look at her and i, I realize how much in one year she's changed mm-hmm. how different she looks i look at my son now and i and i can go back and look at just 12 months ago just how much he's changed and we do that from the time we're born until somewhere around age 17 18 some of us even on into our 20s we change so much year after year after year and you know maybe our appearance doesn't have to change so much but we should continue to change just like a kid does. And what happens is somewhere we quit learning, somewhere we quit changing, somewhere we quit thinking differently, somewhere we quit growing. And that's what's lost. But true professionals, people that build empires, they're always changing. They're always looking at what they're doing and thinking, how can I do it better? You never, if you, when you find an empire builder, you'll never hear, hear them say, well, I've got it figured out or I've arrived or now we know what we're doing or we got it figured out. They're always changing. They're always looking to see how can I get better at my craft? How can I grow more? How can I make little uh, intricate changes to take me to that next level? Or what do we need to do that's big? Because, you know, one thing we've done this year with our company, we've made a lot of changes, you know. And the people that resist change are people that resist change in their life. And you're never going to get to the poor, the uh, place in life that you were destined to be if you resist change. And it's real easy. You get stuck in that rut. And what will cause you to not change 
is having two or three real, 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 real good years. And then you look at those years and you think, well, man, we got it figured out. We can just coast. Worst thing you can do is coast. And, um, and, and, and to, to ride through those years and quit changing, no matter whether you're in good times or bad times, we should always change, always mm. figure out a way to become better. Discomfort is the only environment that success can grow in. That's right. Yeah, I bought. I ordered a uh, sweatshirt. I just seen it. I love what it said. It said, comfort kills. We yeah. got to always be, you know, uncomfortable. We got to always, you go out there and you put the air on, um, drop it down 20 degrees. And you know what? I'm going to put a coat on. I'm going to change what I got on. I'm going to put something on that keeps me warm. Go in there and bump it up to 100. I'm going to change again and put some short sleeves on. When I get uncomfortable, when you get uncomfortable, that's when we change. And so if you're one of those people in life and you're always trying to be in comfortable situations, you're never going to change. Well, you got to embrace the discomfort. Anything that's alive is growing. Anything that's growing is changing. And anything that's changing is going to challenge you. That's right, and that challenge is is that's that's the the that's when discomfort becomes your friend. I mean, if you you got to accept the challenge, and you can't accept the challenge though without knowing it's going to be uncomfortable and sometimes even painful. But you, I mean, you got to fight through the pain. The the again, the difficult times is what that's what constitutes who's worthy to rise to the top. Everybody ain't worthy to rise to the top. Everybody ain't going to make it to the top with you. And you're going to look through your life as you, if you continue to grow, you continue to focus on you, you're going to go through seasons that people around you drop like flies. But you got to decide if you're going to be one of them or not. Well, and, and, and here's the thing, and I, I really believe this with all my heart, that there's a lot of people that want to get to that next level. But what they don't realize, that next level would destroy them. That next level would kill them. They're not ready for that next level, so they always stay where they are. And I, I've been through seasons in my life where I'm like, well, why can't I get to that next level? Why can't I get there? And I, I, I can't look at other people. i got to look at myself and say, well, this is why you're not getting there, because you've you, you got to change some things. You know, and is it the, the big phrase that, that has really been going around a lot in the last four or five years is self-aware. you got to be self-aware. I tell you, self-aware is bull crap. It's not enough to be self-aware. Well, I know i got a problem. It ain't about being self-aware. Yeah, you need to know your problems. You need to know the areas that you need to change. To change, but you got to get past being self-aware, and you got to get to that next level. And je- and don't you know? Well, I know I got a bad attitude. I've had it all my life. Well, you've had it long enough. Let's fix our attitude. Let's get to that next. Quit being just self-aware. Take it to the next level. Get rid of it. What are those areas? Because not only is it holding you back. But it's holding your family back. It's holding your team back. So how do we get to that? And and that's my thing. You know, everybody wants it says, "Well, I want to get to that next level. I want to I want to build that business." Listen, if you don't fix yourself, if you don't build the professional, when you start trying to build that business, you're going to attract people just like you. You know, it's old saying: you can't make chicken salad out of chicken shit. <laughs> we say that in the South. You know, if if you're going to make chicken salad. You better have the ingredients, and you got to get all the crap out of your life. You got to get all of the mess and all the bad habits. Because if you're not, if you're not an honest person, you're going to attract other dishonest people. Instead of being one dishonest person, you're going to have a team of dishonest people. If you're a liar, you're going to have a team of liars. Because the law of attraction says that. Not only that, but you're not. You're, you're never going to even attract people on your level. You know, if you're if you're between a one and a ten, let's say you're at a five. 
You're going to track threes and fours if you're lucky, but usually around threes. So you got to get yourself, kind of turn it up. If you're a two, get to being a four, and then from a four to a six. Max yourself out and get yourself to that next level and uh, become what you need to do. And and this is my belief. And, and, and if you got a different opinion, please speak up on that. But this is my belief. If you will build the professional, if you'll build yourself, do the things you need to do, become at whatever field you're in. Where we happen to be in sales, I want to be the best. Me and you said that a few weeks ago. We're going to lead the company again in, in personal sales, and we've done it. You know, this week, me and you, number one and number two. And I go on and let the world know you was number one, I was number two. That's all right. I can be number two That's every once big. in a while. That's mighty big of you. Well, just don't get used to it. But anyway. But I saw, to that note, though, you know, we again, we went through as a company, we've been talking about it the past several episodes, we went through a major transition. But, again, leaders lead. So during the time of transition, what have you and I done? We've went out there and we've led. And we've led from the front. And when you lead from the front, then that also inhibits people's mouths from being able to say, well, it's easy to turn the ship or to make a transition when you may not be on the front lines. Well, not only do we still know how to get on the front lines, but we know how to dominate on that front line. Listen, I was watching. I, I don't know why I did this because I'm against this. I'm against binge watching stuff on Netflix. It just it can ruin productivity. But for some reason, I started watching Game of Thrones. I knew not to. I done heard everybody saying how addictive it is. And I'll say this. We watch it on the weekends. You I've, know. Ne- I've never watched that one. Friday or Saturday night, my wife. I mean, just during the week, just you, you don't have time. But um, I was watching last weekend. I, say, uh, I think it's season two. You got this King Joffrey. He's a joke, you know, just a little boy. And... Um, you know, they were, they were going into battle, and he said, you know, to build the morale of the troops, the king needs to lead them in battle. And watch this episode. If you've seen the show, you know exactly the, the episode that, that I'm talking about. And it gets to the point, the battle's intensifying, the ships are coming in, and the, the walls and the, 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 the enemies penetrating the walls and coming in, and King Joffrey's out there with his shiny armor on. He's got this new sword that he's named and everything, and he's out there, he's going to do it. But when the battle comes, and he sees that, hey, this is really war. This is really going to be a fight. This is intense. He starts getting afraid and he gets scared. And 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 uh, his mother, the queen, wants him back inside and wants him safe because that's what your family wants. They don't want you out on the front lines. They don't want you to get out here and, and, and take that next step. They want you to keep playing life safe always. And that's human nature. Mothers want to protect their kids. Fathers want to protect their kids. But he gets to this point and he's like, he looks at his two uh, armor bearers and he says you represent the king in this war I'm going back to my chamber and all of the countenance of all of the men that were fighting that war just sank and one person even said I think he said if the king's not going to fight if he's retreating then surely we're going to retreat and if you're going to be a king or you're going to be a leader or you're going to do things you and I do and, and a lot of the people watching you, you can't retreat no matter how intense the battle gets no matter how many ships are hitting the shore how the walls are being penetrated who's coming over who's coming across who's dropping like flies beside you you got to make a stand because if you don't stand 
Everybody that follows you at that point, they're going to follow you. They're either going to follow you this way or that way, forward or backwards. They're going to look at your countenance, your face. And it's that's the point when you got to look the dragon in the eye when the smoke and the fire is coming out of his mouth and you got to decide, okay, do or die. This is what we're going to do with me or not. And, and, and that's the same way with business. That's the same way with most anything in leadership. You got to make that decision. You got to be able to look at your team. And you got to be able to say, y'all just follow me. Just do what I'm doing. Lead how I And that takes us right to the next level. Because when you get to that level and you build that kind of resolve and you build that kind of tenacity and you build that type of leadership quality, and that's all in building yourself and building the professional. Building the business comes. You start attracting people. People are hungry for leadership because there's so few leaders out there in the world today. People are hungry for men and women professionals that'll say, look, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to show you how I do it. I'm going to make the sales. I'm going to make the calls. You know, that's what I love about leaders who, who, who lead by example and who, who, who show you, who say, look, I'm not asking you to do this because it seems like a good idea. I'm asking you to do this because I've proven it. This is what I've done. This is what's made me professional. And, you know, it's like I don't – if you've never played football, don't coach me, man, how to play football. If you've never played basketball, don't coach – you ain't never done this. Give me a leader who's done it. Give me a leader who's proven it. And that's the leader you got to become. When you get to that level, the people that's supposed to follow you, they're going to show up. And if you're a person of integrity, you're going to get people of integrity. If you're a person that does what they say they're going to do, then you're going to get people that do what they say they're going to do. If you're lazy, you're going to attract lazy people. If you're a crook, you're going to attract crooks. If you're, you know, you goof off, if you go home at 3 o'clock when you should be making another sales call, guess what? You're going to attract people just like that. That's why the head has got to always be strong. You know, what's the old saying, heavy is the head that wears the crown? Well, guess what? That If you want to wear the crown, then get ready for the weight of it. And that's what it's going to take. So getting into that next level to build that business, listen, the worst thing you want to do is build a business on weak morals, on, 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 a, on a weak work ethic. I've heard people say this, I'm going to go into business for myself so I can have more free time. You have lost your friggin' mind. You ain't going to get more free time. You're going to have to go from working five days a week to working seven days a week, from working eight to 10 to 12 to 15 to 18 hours. You're going to have to work holidays. You're going to have to do because guess what? You're going to have to do what you got to do to survive because when you bring on and you decide you're going to go into business for yourself or you're going to get into this deal like what we're doing, you don't have a choice. You don't clock out at Friday at 4 and get your paycheck no matter how your performance was. But everything's graded by performance. And so, you know, the, the work's there, and it's always, and this is what I truly believe with all my heart. If you got the aspiration to build an empire, you ain't never quitting. It ain't never going to slow down. It ain't never going to. Now, will it get easier? You're going to have seasons, and you're going to have moments where it seems like nothing can go wrong. But you also going to have years like 2020 where you wake up one day, mind your own business, and the next thing you know, there's a friggin' pandemic. You minding your own business, next thing you know, the politicians that you elected come on TV and tell you you can't leave your house. You're going to have years like this, but you got to keep going and be willing, no matter what it takes. I'm going to get through it. I'm going to work. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. And if you build a professional, the business will work itself out. You'll attract the right kind of people because you'll attract people like you. You'll attract people with passion because you got passion. 
when you're building the business, I'm just going to give you like three things because I'm getting long-winded. But um, three things that you got to have. Number one, you got to have passion, okay? Once you've built a professional, built yourself. And let, let me back up on that. You don't ever stop level two. Just because you get to level one, uh, two, excuse me, you don't ever stop with level one. I don't care how old you get, how successful you get, you always work on yourself. You're going to always go through seasons where you see things, things are revealed, character flaws. You're never going to be perfect. And you address them, you deal with them when they pop up, and you always work on it. What were me and you talking about before? I told you the book I was listening to this week. Yeah. And you you know, you know, said, I'm fixing to start that because I'm all, I don't care, man. We've been in this business 20 years now, still working on myself. I listened to a book on sales last week, the whole week, a book on sales, stuff I probably already knew, I've already listened to, but got a little bit sharper, a little bit sharper. I'm listening to that because I'm never going to quit working on me. Well, you, you know, and this is going to maybe sound harsh, but the reason that a lot of you listen to this podcast won't never have the level of success that me and John will taste of. And, I, and I'm real confident in this statement because statistics back us up on this. And it ain't all just about money. And I, so I'm just not talking about money. I'm talking about mental strength. I'm talking about family life. I'm talking about fitness. Not, and again, this ain't about being perfect. It's never about perfection. But it is about excellence. And if you shoot for perfection, like Vince Lombardi said, at the very least you'll hit excellence. But the reason a lot of people and a lot of you listening will never experience a taste of that cup is because you don't read. <laughs> that's the damn truth. <laughs> and you can't argue with that with me. So well, just that just that's you sound like an asshole. You're being cocky. Yeah. Well just call it cocky. <laughs> Because every statistic in the world, listen, there's less than less than five percent of the entire population ever pick up a book annually. So true. And then when you look at the correlation of statistics, that five percent, approximately, of the world's population controls a hundred percent of the world's wealth. It's a no-brainer. I mean, you can't sit here. I mean. Leaders must be readers. Leaders must be readers. If you're not a reader, you'll never be a leader. And so you, I mean, that that's just, that's part of it. And so, I mean, you have that self-education part is so important. And it may not always be a book. It may be a podcast, you know. It may be something, uh, as, as long as when we were talking before this show, I mean, I don't never listen to me. I haven't listened to music in years when I work out. Because to me, that time's valuable. I got a lot going on during the day. I'm a busy person, a lot of phone calls, a lot of things that you're dealing with, leading folks. And so when I get that me time, uh, to me, it's a waste to listen to music. I can listen to music some other time, but I'm not going to take valuable time when I could be pouring back into myself so that I got something to pour out to other people. And, and, and you know, also just for my own personal growth and my own mental state and my own mental health, I'm not going to take that time and put something in it that's quote-unquote junk food. I mean, it's just, it's like eating corn. You know, nutritionally, it may taste good, but it really ain't going to do nothing for you. It's not going to build you up, all right? It's going to go in one end and out the other, okay? <laughs> wow, that's a big There you one. go. So... So, I mean, it's just, true, but, but it's true. I mean, so you, if you want to grow and you want to get where you got to get to or where you want to get to, the vision you got for your life, you have to read people. 
You have to pick up books. And listen, you may not be like the, the average CEO to what reads 68. Is it 68 books a year, I believe? It's something like that. Yeah. Listen. I'm still thinking about the coin. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll be kicking ass. You'll be kicking uh, most of the world's ass if you read four or five books a year because people don't read. Okay? So, I mean, whether that's audio book, audio university, you listen while you're driving, whatever. But just be conscious to work on yourself. And I'll say this one last thing, and then I'll shut up and let John take us out. But, you know, if you don't have – none of us like loss of relationships. None of us like, uh, you know, having people maybe that are part of your organization uh, leave or shaking them off, okay? But if you are if you don't steadily have folks – I mean, that that's the sign of a healthy organization, okay? Folks steady coming on. And folks steady exiting and leaving. Because if you think everybody that comes on or that you attract or that you bring on in life, whether it's friendships, whether it's somebody that works with you, if you think all of them should just stay and nobody should ever leave, then first off, you're you're degrading, you're not saying nothing for yourself because you should be constantly growing and learning and improving to such a point that you're making the people that are unwilling to do that, the people that are unwilling to work on themselves, the people that are unwilling to read, the un- people that are unwilling to put in the work. They don't have the will, okay? They may have the skill, but they ain't got the will. And if they don't have the will, you should steadily be making people in your life uncomfortable to the point that in some cases they even get pissed off and resent you because they know deep down they're not willing to do what you're willing to do to get where they need to go. And Ed Milet put out a quote this week that we reshared as a company. I just want to read this because I, I couldn't say it any better if I tried. People of poor character and mediocrity are committed to staying the way they are, mm-hmm. and they will be repulsed by you. People that don't want to live life the right way don't want to be around others that do. The presence of excellence doesn't motivate mediocre people. It irritates and enrages them. They know deep down that they need to change, and they're simply choosing not to. So that was a quote by Ed Milet. And the point is this. You don't have a healthy organization. You don't have healthy relationships. You don't have a healthy life if somebody's not steadily exiting. I'm not saying it's got to be chaos and drama and somebody, some big fight and people. I don't know. That's not what I'm saying. But if you don't have a steady – when I look back at my life, especially over the course of the past five years, on the friendship level and us as a company, there's always somebody exiting and leaving and don't ever speak to you again you know, leave, and when they leave, I promise you, they never got nothing good to say about you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because everybody you helped at one point in life or another, every enemy you, I'm going to rephrase that, every enemy you got, and I'm not saying you might look at them as an enemy, but I guarantee you they look at you that way. Every enemy or every person that dislikes you or speaks poorly of you now is somebody that you helped somewhere along the way. And and, and here's the thing that, that you know, um, guy we work with Robert Shiver said and he said it real per- real good you know businesses a lot of times it's like a football team you know whether it's a high school or a college football team you got about four years with a lot of those people you know when, when you go through a, I mean you look at people like coach Saban and, and and the different ones that have been super professional and and super successful is what I mean 
they've done it with a four-year rotation. You know, mm-hmm. they get seniors leaving every year, freshmen coming on every year. And they they learn how to make it work. Always somebody coming on, always somebody getting on, off. And, and, and it, it, that's just life, you know. And and you got to continually grow and change through all of that. And, and not just that, but if you're willing – to be a person, you know, I, I'm going to use that from now on the rest of my life. That and we're going to say it: don't be part of the corn club. You go in one ear, in, and come out the other unchanged. Don't be part of the corn club. You want to change? Let that process change you, make you look different, make you smell different, make you sound different. So don't be part of the corn club. We're going to coin that today. Justin brought that. That was just great. You're welcome. You're all welcome. So, so you. you People around you, if they see you changing, they won't be so resistant to change. You know, we should always be changing. And, that, and that's the thing, and, I, and I'll get to that. You know, I said there's a few things you got to have to build a business. And I'm almost done because once you build a professional, the business starts. You got to work on that business. You got to have passion. You got to set vision. But listen, if you're setting goals for yourself and you're keeping a clear vision in front of you, it's going to be real easy to help others that are in this thing with you. Once you start building that team, it's going to be easy for you to help them to just do the things you do. Set your goals. Hey, man, I got a sales goal. You know, I was looking at something today. You know, we got an uh, incentive trip to, uh, where is it, Mexico or something coming up. We got R- till March. Riviera Maya. R- Riviera Maya. We got till March to, you know, to, to make that. And, and you know, I, I know what I got to do every week to get there, you know. I know what I got to do to get part of the win, win into the Rolex Club or, or different things like that because those are goals that, that, that need to be set. But we attract people that do the same thing, man. There's people in our organization, we don't have to tell them to set big goals for January. Now, of course, we're going to get together and set goals for the company and for the business and how many, you know, the the, the amount of people that we want to recruit this year and how we're going to do it, how many we got to do every month. We're going to set out that vision. But once you've taught that, number one, once you've called it, it's easy to, to, to teach it and 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 re- reproduce people like you. You've attracted people like you, and as you change, the change is willing and embraced by other people around you, and we realize we got to continue to change. Like you said, the reading part, man. You can get a book on anything. I don't care if it's writing code to building a website because if, if, if a lot of times in business, when you're transitioning from just building yourself and building a professional into building a team, a lot of times you're wearing a lot of different hats. You can't just hire, you know, you can't just hire somebody to run, you, you know, your marketing team and somebody else to run this team and somebody else to, you know, to, to do this. When you, a lot of times when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to transition into that next level, you're wearing all those hats. You need to read some books. Listen, you can find a book, teach you how to cook. You can find a book, teach you how to sing. You can find a book, teach you how to type. You can find a book on how to have sex, man. You can learn how to do anything <laughs> in a book to get better at it, to improve yourself. There's so many things. But how many people, and you listen, you're, you're listening to somebody who hated to read from, from first grade to 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 twelfth grade, I hated to read. We used to do those book clubs in in uh, middle school where if you if you read the book, you got a free personal pan pizza at the mm-hmm. pizza. Y'all remember that? Everybody in the room remembers that. I, let me tell you the books I read: The Goonies, <laughs> Back to the Future. <laughs> I read the books that had a movie. <laughs> hey, but you remember you used to get you used to get a different back uh, the Back to the Future sunglasses. Oh, yeah. You'd get a different pair would come with your pizza. 
That was the that was the epitome of the good years right there. Bacon County, Alma, Georgia. You leave school with your little whatever it was called card. You show up. I want this personal pan meat lovers. You'd sit in there and they had Kenny G on the jukebox for ten years. That jukebox never played anything but Kenny G. I, I think they closed it down. I remember it like it was yesterday, but I hated to read. I got the free pizzas because I watched the movie. I didn't read the book. I watched the movie. But I realized in life, after I became an adult, like you said, you cannot be a leader if you're not going to be a reader. I, I said it, take it a step further. You want to be an earner? You got to be a learner. You got to continue to learn, continue to read. You know, I'm already looking at the next two or three books. I've already bought because we do a lot of driving in our business where, you know, sometimes in other states and other cities, I've already purchased five or six audio books that I haven't even started, but I got them lined up in order of how I want to. And I'm already went back two weeks ago and reread the book both of us read last year, Relentless. Mm hmm. I'll probably listen to that 10 times because I want to be that. You know, it talks about the difference in a cooler and a cleaner. And, you know, so many good things in those books. So so fill yourself with stuff and put people around you. I listen to Patrick Bet David. Um, I, I was listening to his audio book, Your Next Five Moves. Excellent book. I recommend that for anybody listening. And he, he made this statement, and, and we probably ought to, um, to do this with our teams but he, if you work in his organization, he's got a book club. you got to read a book. I don't know if it's every week or every month. But not only that, he requires all of his leaders to be, that are in the book club. to Actually, he, you don't have a choice. You're in the book club. You're going to read the book, and you're going to write a paper on the book. I mean, it's a multi-million dollar organization, and that's what he's requiring. See, a lot of times in this thing, we don't require enough of the people around us because we're not mm -hmm. willing to require more of ourselves. As long as you're willing as a leader to require more and more of yourself every single day, every week, every month, every year, don't feel bad about requiring more and more from your team. Require more of each other. And then as we do this, as we realize, you know, that, that the first steps to build ourselves and to continue to build ourselves and the business to come and the people will be attracted to us. And then we learn how to scale that business, how to create systems and models within that business that can be scaled or reproduced. And then the next level of building an empire, it all is about attraction. We build ourselves and then we begin to attract quality people because we become a quality professional. And then we take those quality people and we, we, we build quality systems and, and practices and things that can be scaled and that can be launched. And then we find people that reproduce that system over and over and over again. We reproduce leaders and we reproduce businesses and we begin to see the empire form and the empire built that way by beginning with just being better, honing our skills. Building and producing and becoming a professional, it all works that way. And never stopping. You never get to a level where you've arrived. You never get to a level where you can coast. You never get to a level you can slow down. But once you've reproduced yourself over and over and over and over and over again, you'll see the empire begin to emerge without even knowing what's going on. That's my thoughts on it. And that's the goal that I've had. You know, I hope you enjoyed that today. It's been an exciting one for me. Still, the main thing we took out of this, don't be part of the corn club. 
and be unchained. <laughs> <laughs> Don't and, uh, be part of the corner club. There you go. So anyway, listen, uh, share this with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, you know, anybody that you think can, can benefit from it, you know, um, go on and subscribe to our channel. Please hit the like button and, uh, we'll see you next time.